Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, of course, late last week, the Steelers make the trade for uh, Joe Schobert. Right. Adding right. to that defense. And uh, Matt Bowen has a, uh, a an article here defending the NFL's six elite offenses. Which teams are best set up to slow down Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and hmm. more? Interesting. And so I, just, I assume he's going into don't defend all of them the same. You right. Know, you yeah. Know, these are really the good defenses. These are really good offenses. Yeah. Like, so you know, you face said, all these guys differently. Yeah. I just want to read how how he feels like the best way to defend these guys. These okay. teams are. Are you starting with KC? We're going to start with KC. Let me see if Matt and I agree. Okay. I really think KC is obviously very, very difficult to defend. I think a massive key with the Chiefs is having somebody, Schobert, I mean, I'm just looking from through Steeler eyes, Schobert, Bush, Edmonds, that cannot get embarrassed by Kelsey one-on-one. Everyone's going to be at a disadvantage. Every linebacker in safety is going to be at a disadvantage against Kelsey one-on-one. But if you can hang with him, that allows you to roll a safety over Tyreek and kind of bang him at the line of scrimmage and at least compete with their two weapons that are unbelievable. Make the other guys. Make the other guys beat you. Beat which you. I mean, Mahomes is going to get his no matter what. Another huge key with Mahomes is having a pass rush plan. Yes. Don't go running past the quarterback. I mean, there's it's something we don't talk about a lot. But having a pass rush plan is very important. Like, Bud Dupree, early in his career, would run past the quarterback on his blind side. That's where they want you. You can't do any damage that way. Yeah. So there's an art to staying in your lanes or, you know, forcing him in the pocket and controlling the quarterback through pass rush but also still pressuring them and being aggressive. Steelers are well capable of doing that part for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, he's saying that he would have heavy split safety coverage to limit explosive play throws. Okay. Um, Mahomes had a QB rating or QBR of 87.6 against single high coverage last year with that number dipping to 81.7 against split safety looks. That's not that big a deal, but okay. Teams need to play with zone discipline, depth and eyes in quarters, cover two and cover six. Here I'd push my weak safety to the field side of the formation in quarters, uh, lock looking to cut down the deep crosser while using a linebacker edge player to disrupt the release of Kelsey into the boundary with a defender matching in man technique. Okay. That's what you're saying. I mean, sitting in zone is rough. Dangerous. It's a rough gig against yeah. that crew. Yeah. I mean, it just is. Well, playing man against that crew, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no great answer there. There isn't. I mean, they're always going to see light boxes. But I, mean, I think I think the key is, again, disrupting those guys at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, but they're not such a timing-based offense because he's so good at extending. But, you, you know yeah, you've got to give your, you gotta give your pass rush a, a chance to get to him a little bit. You can't just give those guys – a little bit. You can't, get a, give, you can't give Tyreek Hill free release. Mm, mm. You can't give Travis Kelsey free and release. Kelsey, too. I mean, yeah, they're going to they're gonna bang you up all day. Yeah, and Kelsey's an uh, – their, their other receivers aren't ridiculous anymore, though. Right. You know, maybe Hardman steps up. He certainly could. But, I mean, if Pringle and Robinson and Hardman and, you know, those guys eat me up, then, I, then I, I'll tip my hat to you, you know. Yeah. The other guys are hard enough to hold down as it is. But the, the surrounding weapons aren't crazy anymore. Yeah. I mean, as great as they are, I think they're a little more fragile than people realize just how they're built. If Tyreek... 
goes from a 4-2 to a 4-4. You know what I mean? Like, has an ankle or an Achilles or something that he plays through, or Kelsey gets a little old, you know, yeah, 33 years old. Yeah, which is certainly old. possible. Right, let alone if one of them has a real injury, you know. I think if you, if you give them a lot of cover two looks, mm-hmm. you're kind of daring them to run the football. And I think that's the better, lesser of two evils. Oh, absolutely. Even Go ahead, run, getting, run away, fellas. Yeah, even if they're getting <laughs> five or six a clip. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, he said he would uh, Arians and company will go heavy 12 personnel with two tight ends to get opposing defenses into single high coverages, mm-hmm. which means the defense will likely spin a safety down to get an extra run defender. Here I'm here I'd stick with quarters and cover six on early downs to a top to top and match the inside seams before going with loaded fronts and two man coverage in clear passing situations that would allow my defense to scheme pass rush uh, matchups and stunts that prevent Brady from climbing the pocket while also putting my safeties in a position to drive top down on the ball with aggressive underneath coverage. Um, he says this, the, he said that the Patriots were the team that best matches up mm, with okay. what he feels that they against should the be box. done. Yeah. Against, against, against Kansas city. He says the saints have the defense to do this against okay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. They have a lot of, uh, they played against them an awful lot too. Brady's awesome, and he threw the ball deep a lot more than people realize. Pressure up the middle, though, is still the way to do it. Yeah, he still doesn't get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he benefited from a really good line last year, and he makes a good line better, of course. Um, But, again, that ability to to, to step up into the pocket. Right. If you keep him from doing that, he's a lot less dangerous. I mean, you can certainly rush him up the middle, even if it's – TJ or those guys stunting inside. Because that's where you know? he wants to go. He that's wants to, he wants, he wants to, to step into the middle and he's and not going to roll out. Belt. And no. he does move well within the confines. They're another team. If you can get him to hand off against a light box, let Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones beat you. You know they're not going to put that many points up. Yeah, I mean they're hard to play against. There's no doubt. The Buffalo Bills. Everything runs through Josh Allen in the pass game, so I tried to make the fourth year quarterback work post snap with late secondary movement and disguise. Giving Brian uh, Dabble's uh, ability to, to game plan coverage, I'd get, be heavy on zone coverage, get six defensive backs on, this, on the field, spin the safeties late to two deep zone shells, and force Allen to throw into contested windows. Simply put, defensives can't give Allen clean looks to read it out of the pocket after the ball is snapped. He proved last season that he will light up teams if they don't change things. That makes sense. I mean, he is an immense talent, and he's come a very long way. But we saw it in their playoff game. He'll still put the cape on and be Superman when he shouldn't be or force things and still looks young. They play four receivers a ton, you know, which brings us to Steelers opening day, and I think the Steelers will have to match that with four corners more than this whole nickel conversation, you know, we have. Um, Diggs is the one you can't let kill you, though. Yeah. I mean, the rest of their weapons, like we talk fantasy all the time. I mean, how many bills do you want besides Allen or Diggs? They're they're okay. The other guys are okay, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As elite yeah. offenses go, it's not like the Bucks or Kansas City that's just loaded with guys everywhere. I think Diggs is as good as any receiver in the league, and Steelers saw that firsthand, that he's really hard to keep down. But I think Bowen said some good points there of really vary things, don't get predictable. And what's different about Brady, obviously, versus Allen and Mahomes, you can play a lot of strict man coverage against Brady because he's not going to tuck it and run on you either. Yeah. You know? He says the team best set up to defend the Bills is the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. I would disagree with that. Yeah, I don't like their linebacker situation to control the middle of the field. I think the Steelers are a much better, a much tougher matchup. 
I do too. For the Chiefs. Or yeah, for I the Bills, too. I should say. I, my first, I, actually, I would probably pick the Patriots. I would pick a, the Patriots or Ravens, somebody that have a lot of corners. He said in the AFC Championship game win over Buffalo in January, the Chiefs brought zero man pressure, all out blitzes on 17.5% of Allen's dropbacks. Yeah, that's that's that a lot. That's a ton, yeah. Kansas City also played cover two and two robber with Mathal moving late as the middle hole defender on 28.1% of the snaps. Well, who else does that? Yeah. The Steelers do that a lot with Minka Fitzpatrick. They do, but I do understand the the Honey Badger conversation there because he'll do it like Troy from anywhere on the field, not necessarily from the single high down, which still would give Allen problems. But Mathow, I guess, is the wild card that would make Allen's life harder than, you know, Brady wouldn't have a problem with that, you know, things like that. So I guess I get that. But uh, Kansas City's D shouldn't really be in the conversation against any top offense for me. I mean, they got a couple guys and they're built. To win high-scoring games. Yeah. His next team is Green Bay. How he would defend Green Bay. Start every, and Steelers are going to have to play these guys. Mm-hmm. Quick Green Bay note that I'm, I bet he won't touch on. Their O-line's a problem. Yeah. I'm curious how Rodgers makes up for an injured Bakhtiari and Lindsey in L.A. right now. Yeah. I mean, talking about Steelers O-line, Green Bay did nothing to help theirs. How he would defend Green Bay. Start Every defensive snap in a two-high shell move from there, given the efficiency of the Packers' zone run game with with Jones and A.J. Dillon. I'd play some cover three and free man or man-free to spin a safety late to cut off the uh, edge. Plus, I can also play some three robber to put a safety in the weeds, waiting to close the window on the play-action throws. The core of my call sheet, though, in addition to simulated pressures, will lean on two-high schemes. You'd see quarters and cover two, two-man, for me against Rodgers to limit the middle of the field throws and help get over the, get over the, the top help against Adams. Okay. He said the team he's best set up to defend, to defend the Packers is Tampa Bay. Hmm. I mean, he really stressed the middle of the field. I kind of think Rodgers is lethal in every blade of grass. Outside the numbers, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the above. But they do Tanyan, and they've been breaking routes, and they're very good in the middle of the field. Of Throw the ball two. to Tanyan all you want. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, 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 That's not going to beat you. Their second receivers aren't all that exciting to me. I would think, and Bowen's better at this than I am, but if I were playing the Packers, I would think I'd want the Rams. Put Ramsey on. I, I want someone with an elite corner. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, the Rams have that Donald guy who causes problems, too. Who can too. be right. disruptive in the middle of the field. Right. Like, that, yeah, that – I think I'd want a great corner as my starting point you against say, them. Okay, you're on. You're on. You got Adams. Adams, and we'll help you a little, but don't get embarrassed over there. Yeah. And our other ten should do pretty well because Adams isn't going to run past. No, I mean, past he's not Tyreek. No, you know, I mean, yeah. if you if he beats you, it probably isn't an eighty yarder. Um, Baltimore. Interesting. What I would do to Such defend a unique offense, obviously. What I would do to defend. I don't Baltimore. care about corners with them. I'd steal a little bit from the Patriots, who defended the Ravens extremely well in Week 10 last season, and specifically regarding how they use safeties, Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar. I'd get both both of my safeties on the field and sub-package personnel to play as overhang defenders to limit the uh, edge run schemes and count for Jackson's speed. I'd mix up my front looks, too, jumping from four-man alignments to bare fronts. I'd also stay in zone coverage, limit Jackson's ability to escape and extend outside the pocket. Get to cover three here. The Patriots played... On 72, which the Patriots played on 72.5% of direct, uh, Jackson's dropbacks in that game last season. I, I think there's, so I have a side note I want to bring up with them, but I, I think a real key, and we saw this Jackson's first year when they played the Chargers in 
uh, what's his face? The the Chargers stud safety that was a Derwin James. Derwin James yeah. rookie year. They had a bunch of linebacker injuries, the Chargers. And they played Baltimore with a lot of safety. Seven and, defensive backs on the field. And it worked. Yeah. And, and I think that I'm not saying it's the blueprint, but I think it's important to have 190-pound to 230-pound linebacker safeties, whatever, as many of them as you can between the numbers running around, causing chaos. Play a lot of zone, of course. But here's one thing that Baltimore's really smart. And I think when they – I know this. When when they dedicated themselves to Lamar, they said, okay, we have a unique player and we're going to play a unique way. So we anticipate defenses – never playing man coverage against us because who's going to play man against Lamar? And so, therefore, we're not going to spend a lot of money on wide receivers that can beat man because we're never going to see it. Well, the league said, we're going to play man against you. Yeah. You know, okay, Lamar might beat us for a run here and there, but we're going to have the Bush or the Derwin James spy them, and they may still lose that battle. But if we can man up on your corners on the outside with no help against guys that can't get off man – that leaves us nine in the middle of the field, no matter how we employ them. So now I think the Ravens are at a crossroads where they're getting the Watkins and Batemans and, you know, and saying we can't just get Joe Blow receiver to beat up zone coverage. You know, it's the world changes. His team best set up to defend the Ravens is the Bills. I like the safety linebacker speed. Yeah. Middle of the field stuff. I mean, it's okay. I mean, they're they're disciplined. Does nobody nationally understand that the Steelers have defended Lamar Jackson better than any team? That never gets brought up. It doesn't seem that it, like... Yeah, and there's a big sample size compared to other teams. Absolutely. They played him more than anybody. Just beat Lamar up. playing him more than ever helps. Beat him up. Beat him up, right. I I don't know. Nobody brings that concept up. And the Steelers last year in that game against Lamar, the second time, or the first time around last year, Played a lot of snaps with three outside linebackers on the field mm-hmm. without a nickel corner on the like, and I would think you'll see it again. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, now they're better with their third linebacker, outside linebacker, because all those guys can run. Yeah, and they abuse that outside run too. Uh, Dallas is the other mm-hmm. offense here. How he would defend Dallas? I try to close the middle of the field to limit Lamb on seams and benders, while also putting a cover corner on the backside to match both Gallup and Cooper on vertical throws. I want to play a mix of quarters and three match to account for inside verticals and overs, plus the run game carries for Ezekiel Elliott. Well, if they never try to run the football. It's a pretty well-rounded offense. Yeah, it is. While also having the personnel to lock up the backside X receiver. Look for both Lamb and Gallup to align both outside and in the slot this season. We could see more two tight end play action looks with Prescott under center to throw in breakers and attack the edge on boots. The team best set up to defend the Cowboys is Washington. He's guess it went to the line of scrimmage. Washington's a good D. I think they match up well against everybody. I like Bowen. He didn't convince me that that was a wonderful strategy against Dallas, though. You yeah, know, I mean, you know, their three receivers are tough. They're, they are going to move them around more than they did. I think Lamb will play outside more than he did. You know, I, he basically said, I need two good corners to handle Cooper and Gallup on no the kidding. outside. Like, okay, <laughs> that's a good start. And, and then I'm going to disrupt Lamb in the middle of the field. Well, I mean, then you got a light box, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a the, schematic the thing, wizard. but The thing that hurts every one of these teams is pass rush. We never talk pass rush. Nobody ever talks about How would you defend right. these receivers? Pass rush. Right. Pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. 
That, that's why Washington against any of these is fine for me, yeah. or the Steelers for that matter, right. because I think they have the two best front lines and two best f- pass rushes that doesn't have weaknesses. You know, like the Rams have a really good pass rush, but they have an awesome player and then some guys that are okay. You know, like where... Dak, Dak Prescott played five games last year. Yeah. And threw the ball very, very well. He also fumbled six times. And Elliott had a ton of fumbles too. Yeah, and, right, right, right. He's still he's that he's very much like Baker Mayfield. That's who mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. fumbled his entire career. So you know, if you can hit him and force a couple of fumbles, you're not going to stop these offenses. No, none of them. But you force them to turn the football over. Yeah, or hit the quarterback. Hit I mean, the quarterback. Yeah. instance, or you know, um, like Mahomes and Allen. I don't think hitting them is as, as valuable as it is hitting Brady or. I don't know about Rodgers, but um, some of these guys, Lamar, you know, I think yeah. that this certainly is a – maybe Dak, too, with the fumbles, you know, and he's a, he's coming off an injury, oh, by the way, too. Oh, by he's the not way. practicing yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I mean, some of these, yeah, you'd love to have an elite corner, but I'm still a believer. If you give me a front four like the Steelers, like Washington, we're hard to play against no matter what. And, yeah. You know, it's, you're, you're going to pay to complete big passes I'm just those. I'm just shocked reading that article that – the Steelers weren't mentioned once. Not mentioned once. I still think it's the best defense in the league. Yeah, they I got mean, they got better over the weekend. They got better over the weekend. I, I I thought Washington, the Rams were in the conversation. The Rams weren't mentioned Tampa. once. The Rams weren't mentioned once either. Right. Like, how yeah. how do you not mention two of the top defenses in the league? No 49ers on that. I don't list. think the Ravens were mentioned either. They're the Ra- pretty yeah. unique unique defense. They're tough to play against. Yeah, I I think the Ravens against the Bills would be interesting just because they have so many corners. You could go straight, man, and see how see how it fares. You yeah, know? you know, with a safety over the top or whatever. Interesting. I mean, again, defending all these offenses nowadays is really really difficult. They absolutely have the leg up, and you know, the seventies are gone. You're not going to shut any of these guys down. But if you can make them do things that they're uncomfortable with, that's a win. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, that I thought that was an interesting article. Yeah, yeah. Let's Bowling's take good. A, yeah, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24 seven. You're listening to SNR. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Um, Matt, uh, of course, the Steelers again uh, play. On Saturday against the Lions, it'll yeah, be, be an pre- interesting game. Preseason game number three for the Steelers, and I would expect that the uh, the starters will be out there for at least a quarter. I actually think the Lions are kind of interesting as an opponent too. I was doing some research last night. I read a pregame uh, article for uh, Steelers dot com. I was just fiddling with it, thinking they got a lot to play for. I mean, they're going to be in. They're not going to lay down. I mean, they're going to be no. a pretty good opponent. They're trying. They're trying. They're, they're just building not very a good. culture, yeah. right? They might leave their starters in quite a while, and they got a heck of an offensive line, and they're a physical team. And I think they're a good opponent for your week three matchup. Is there anybody who hasn't played yet in this preseason that you're anxious to take a look at? Snell, in some ways. But I'm not a big believer. But I remember watching the second half against the Eagles saying, boy, Benny Snell will be tearing these guys up even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he missed an opportunity to look better in front of the coaches and steal Yeah, there were, there were people asking me if, if Jalen Samuels really, you know, has he passed Benny Snell? And I'm like, no. I don't think. There were a couple of runs that he made in that game where I thought he he went to the wrong Oh, hole. I thought he missed some opportunity. He, 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 left, some yards he, he, he left yards out there. Like yeah. that's who he is. Mm-hmm. 
Like he's he's not a natural runner, and he doesn't th- yeah. see things great or set up blocks, and he's not explosive downhill, and you know, not that Snell's superb, but superb. He's a running back. I mean, yeah. by trade, you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, who else? I mean, uh, most everyone has played. Banner's an obvious one. Yeah, you want to see you want to see Zach Banner on the field. That that to me with I, four other starters, yeah. the whole starting O line. You know, I wrote about that today. I, I wrote an off day piece on some things that, that to me right now Banner's the biggest question mark on that offensive line. Yeah, because he just hasn't been able to be consistently be on the field. And I know some people have asked me about this. Well, you know, did he, did he have a setback? You know, we've, we've seen Devin Bush out there, and we haven't seen Banner. I'm like, well. He's a huge you, human being. He's 100 pounds heavier than mm-hmm. Devin Bush. Like, yeah, I know he had the surgery a couple weeks before Devin Bush. And everybody heals different. I mean, But you're looking at a, a difference between, you know, the, think about the torque or the pressure that Zach Banner puts on his Extremities. New, right. new ACL. As yeah. compared to, and I, I realize Devin Bush is a faster player. Yeah, they play different positions or change directions. And, but the know. the weight, you know, that yeah. weight puts a lot of pressure. You know, think about it, if you. And who knows how? Maybe his was a little more severe. I mean, we're not doctors. I, I mean, when they went in there, do they find more? I I don't know. But um, I think it was Wolf and I have these days have kind of run together. My apologies, but I did think it was interesting. And Wolf brought this up. I think that they moved more. To right tackle. Yes, they did. And I thought that was not a ringing endorsement for Banner. I thought it was more, it's more about Joe Haig. Okay. They want... See, my thought they was, want more to be the more... To, well, they want more to be the swing guy on game days. Yeah. He's going to be on the roster. They like him. So he I, needs I to know that. how... If, if he's him. going to be active on game days, he has to be able to play both sides. Which I was... <laughs> I always find it interesting. It's like you've been so good at left tackle, go do something else. But that's you know, like, been something he's played. Like he'd been a left tackle over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to say, okay, we we now feel confident in your ability to do that. Right. We've seen enough of that. We want you to be able to do the right side as well, because again, you're playing opposite handed over there. If you can show that you can competently do that, then you're definitely active. Then on you're game definitely day. active on game day. Mm-hmm. I get that it's a compliment, and Chooks was in that that, that stage of his yeah. career. It doesn't happen if you're a first-round pick. It does if you're a third or fourth and they like you. I just think it is rough on the poor kid's development in a way, but I also understand the logic. You only have so many people active on you game You make day. yourself more valuable to the team if you yeah. can play both sides. If I'm going to put my tinfoil mm-hmm. hat on, though, and say – well, maybe they do they want their best backup for Banner because they're not sure where Banner is right now. Well, that's always a possibility, too, because yeah. they just have – I mean, we've seen bits and pieces. We've seen it sporadically on the field. But they're still kind of at times holding him out of, you know, more competitive situations, um, you know, where you have to actually do a little more blocking. They, okay. they haven't done that with him. Yeah. We'll okay. see if that changes today. If they start to ramp things up even a little bit more, yeah, it's, I think it's the been the next two days. It's been maybe. it's been a slow burn for mm-hmm. him at this point. In fact, if you look at what they opened uh, their practices with over the weekend, actually, if Sunday was the first time we've seen this, the starting the lineup that they have as their number one on their depth chart, okay, was finally on the field together for the first time on Sunday with Banner at right tackle. You Banner about? at right tackle. Trey Turner at right guard. Hassenauer was at center say, because, okay, yeah. because Green wasn't there, but he's still listed as number one on the depth on chart. On the depth chart, right. The left tack, or left guard was, was Dotson. The left tackle was Chooks Okay, That's the first time in this camp we've seen that group on the field together. 
Do you think there's any chance that's the opening day five? Well, there's a chance. No, there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they like Austin Howard a lot more than I did when the season ended, and he's I think been, he's come a long way. He's been better in this camp than he, than I, I think he's put on some, extra, some additional size and strength mm-hmm. um, that he's not going to go out there and – be the little guy getting pushed around. Right. Yeah. He's not going to look like he's completely out of place like he did before. Do you think it's gotten to the point that if Kendrick Green is not the rookie center, it's Haas, not Finney? I think so. I think they're not that Finney can't play center, but I think they're he's better at guard and they're happy with him at guard is, yeah. is my impression of it because Haas is good enough at center. Yeah. Which is nice. Instead of having Finney do things he's not quite as good at, get better at guard, stay there. I mean, we don't know the Trey Turner's a raging success. He may be – I would think he's Just first haven't guy. seen enough of him. I haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. And I would think Finney's first guy – well, maybe it's Coward, but it, if one of the guards no, Finney would be hurt, the, I think Finney I would, would be the first guy off good, the bench. Good, good. That makes me more comfortable because yeah. I think he's the better player. Yeah. I know Coward started on the left side that one time, but Finney also played a lot on the right. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think you know that's something that I definitely want to see. I want to see that starting unit on the field together – and I want to see them start to get some, yeah, a little bit of. You would have hoped there. it happened by now, yeah. Considering they opened camp earlier than everybody else, and that was probably goal number one. So that's a little concerning. And again, I think the O lines performed very well in the two preseason games, but a lot of it's because their depth is so good, and that's great. But that doesn't block the ones on game day. On game you know day in mean? Buffalo, it's September twelfth. Right, right. I'm in a guy. loud stadium. If they would have played against Fletcher Cox and Javon and Graham all game, I think they lose. You know that battle. You yeah. Know, in, in that in the opener. Quick O line question for you. Put your crystal ball on. You know, get, pull out your crystal ball. And I think a big thing about the line this year is I really feel like they're going to have definitive answers. We can trust these three, these four, these five, this one as a long term starter here. If I were to tell you the Steelers are going to have off-season O-line needs, where do you think they would most be, most likely to be at? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I – It's a tough question. It could be anywhere. Where I don't think it'll be is left guard and center. Like, I think those guys will get a lot of leash to turn into quality players for a long stretch, where if Chooks or Banner – is fine this year. I could see tackle being at the top of their list of offseason needs. If Turner's just fine, maybe you let him walk, get the comp pick, draft a guard in the second round. You know what I mean? Like, I would bet it's the right guard or a tackle. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what you want. And I don't if, know, if, if it's a guard, I don't know that you you have to go. It doesn't have to be a first-round pick. No, no, no. You know, I think that's... I mean, you maybe even could live with some of the guys on the team or who knows. Yeah. Maybe it's Finney. I don't know. Maybe it's Finney, right. But there are a lot of bodies. Um, I want to see – I'd like to see uh, Antoine Brooks back on the field. I think that needs to happen. I'm sure you've got this even more than I have. But since that game, who's the slot? Maybe Sutton has to go inside. I'm like, I think Brooks is a slot. He just missed a game. Yeah, you know, like I saw that on it was a, uh, on e, on NFL dot com. There was a takes from each game or for each team after their week one. Yeah, you know, what we learned or whatever what we learned, yeah. and that was one of the things. The Steelers the Steelers don't have a nickel corner. I think they do. Antoine just Brooks does. The game. Yeah. yeah, he did, he missed the game. You didn't see him on the field. All my buddies have been asking me about that. I mean, on local radio, I was asked that. I was like, I just think that 
he was injured for the game, so they sat him out. But I think their nickel corner is pretty clear. I think they feel pretty comfortable with it. In right. fact, everybody that I've talked to, um, I don't think they're bumping Sutton inside because they have no nickel corner or anything if they, like that. If they bump Sutton inside, it's because they don't feel they can keep James Pierre, Pierre, off, Pierre the off the field. To compliment the Pierre. Yeah. Yeah, right. Which I guess is still in the mix, potentially. But again, as you mentioned, in week one, they play the Bills, who are going to play a lot of four receiver sets. You're going to need four no matter what. So Sutton's going to be in the slot right? in the dime. Some if they, capacity, play, if they right. play a lot of dime, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I guess the most obvious answer to your question is Joe Schober. And it sounds like he's going to play a lot, don't you think? Yeah, and that's another. Let's get into that real All quick. Right. So Schobert said... I saw your tweet that they threw him right into the mix. They, they put him right. right into the mix. And when we talked to him after practice on Sunday, he said, yeah, they want me to, uh, you know, they want me to, to learn all the defense and, and eventually wear the green dot. Mm-hmm. Or should I say a green dot? Folks, get, you, you get more two. Than one. Right, right, you right. get two. Yeah. T.J. Watts had it at times. T.J. Watts, right, right. yeah. But you get two guys. Devin Bush is going to be one of those guys. Because pe- right. people were looking at that going, well, they won't, They don't want Devin Bush calling the plays. No, Devin Bush is going to be on the field mm-hmm. 100% of the snaps. You can't just have one because what if the guy gets hurt or you know he doesn't play every snap? Then you're Robert Spillane was going to be the other green dot. Right, right, right. right. Before they acquired Joe Schobert. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a depth chart, a green dot depth chart, that if both are on the field, who's in charge? And frankly, I expect that to be Schobert. And I think that's one of the beauties of picking him up is communication, intelligence for the game, experience. And maybe eventually he will be the play. Maybe they'll decide Mm -hmm. that he's he's better at it than Devin Bush is. We want Schobert to be the play caller. But that doesn't mean that Devin Bush is going to get, you know. I don't know if he's good, bad, or ugly at it. I have no idea. I have no idea. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but people people read something into this that's not there. Well, right. they don't want Devin Bush being the play caller. They must There's not trust one. him. He got demoted. Yeah. Not what happened. That's a great point. There are two dots, and that's very important. I don't know that it would be – I mean, this is a view from afar, but Bush is in early in his career. He's coming off an injury. If you took those responsibilities totally off his plate, you know, like in Tampa, Levante David handles all that, and White just runs around and hits people. Yeah. It would probably be good for Bush's career. You know, one more thing off his plate, just let him go out there and be an athlete and make plays. But I think it, it would be, That doesn't a, mean he's not good at it. I think it's a bit... Mm, it would be a bit much to ask Joe Schobert... Probably. In September 12th, in Buffalo, hey, Joe... We know, you, we know you've only been here for three weeks, but you're going to call the defenses. You're running the defense and making the checks. <laughs> yeah. and slapping Cam Hayward on the butt that he needs to move over six inches. And, guy, yeah, who's right, been in, right. guy who's been in the defense for ten years, you're right, going to tell right. him where he needs hey, to TJ, line up. Hey, TJ, I don't like your alignment. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to earn that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when Luke Keekley and Ray Lewis do it you know, week after week, year after year, and they all their, everything they tell you is right, okay, I'm in. You know, But it's, but again, the other, the other green dot was going to be Spillane. Who's now not going to see the field? Who's not going? Yeah, who's not going to be on the field? Mm-hmm. It, Showburton, his career in three of the last four years has played a hundred ninety-nine to one hundred percent of the snaps. Right, right, right. He played eleven hundred snaps last <clears> year. Yeah, the there. one year that he didn't, he missed three games. Yeah, so obviously he didn't play as many. They're of the snaps. drafting him to play a lot of snaps, or he's they're going trading to, for him to play. A he's lot of going snaps. to play a lot, and so is Bush. Bush. That's the plan. Play nickel with yeah. two linebackers as much as possible. If you, I, if I look back at what Tampa Bay. Their, their defensive snaps were for David and White last okay. year. David was at like 99.6% of the snaps, and White was at 92%. No, that's what, that's what you're going to see here. That's what you're going to see. You know? I mean, 
Buffalo's a great example. Milano was hurt, but they'll both be around 100 of their healthy snaps. And there's probably five other obvious examples around the league, too, where having two quality ones may, just makes you a lot harder to play against. Yeah. You know, guys that can do a lot of things for you. But I think people were reading just way too much into, you know, Schobert saying he's going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the green dot. Well, you'll have a green you're dot. All the time, right? You'll have one of the green dots because if something happens to Bush, you'll be on the, you'll be on the field in the dime. If they go dime mm-hmm. defense in week one. Mm-hmm. With one linebacker. With so, one linebacker yeah. on the field, it's going to be Bush. It almost has to be, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think. That would be a little bit of an indictment on Bush if it isn't to me. Yeah. If you see. Depending on. Uh, here's the thing. I think if they're going to play a lot of zone mm-hmm. against Buffalo, I would prefer Milan, or prefer uh, uh, Schobert on the field. Right. He's I better Bush in zone. Bush is better in man. Bush is better in man. If they're going to play man, then I would rather see Bush out there. Mm-hmm. But in general, I'd just rather see Bush out there. Yeah. I mean, he's faster. He's the better athlete and all those things. Now, that's interesting, though. Um, and there's a good chance that we do see him, Schobert, on the field Saturday against D- Detroit. I would assume so. Yeah. And with I mean, the again, ones, they right? threw him into they threw him into the, onto the field with the ones in that first practice, first snap. Here, seven yeah. shots. He's in there. He's in the nickel next to Bush. And frankly, if he makes mistakes, who cares? Yeah. You know, Saturday. That's what work, you work know, about. Yeah, right? you can get you used can make to playing with these now. guys. Get used to playing side by side with Bush. Getting our calls in, understanding, help communicate. You know, the speed of the game. In a, in a live stadium against the, what I think is kind of a quality opponent when their ones are out there, good offensive line, and I think they'll play those guys a lot. Um, one thing you're seeing around the league is just kind of a side note, some safeties are getting the dot here and there too, you know, because yeah. it's hard to find linebackers. Well, and again, they never, never leave, leave the they never leave the field. Right, right. The There's more of a shortage than you yeah. think to right. finding those linebackers like a Schobert that they got for nothing. But ideally it's one of those guys in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just because they it's hard to communicate. Like, yeah. that, like Jamal Adams might have one. Or, you know, the guys like, I mean, I'm sure I know Wagner does, but I mean, like those type of safeties. You don't want Mika screaming from the, you know, from the hilltops. Right. Hoping people hear him. You know? Right, yeah. But so. uh, anyways, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with the Fantasy Football Focus right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's time for the wildly popular Fantasy Football Focus. Don't draft Tim Tebow. He's been released. He's been released. Okay, so you're going to be pushed for him early in the draft here. We're going to do a mock draft today. Okie doke. It is uh, a 12-team PPR. And uh, we're drafting out of the five hole. I went random on this. This, this being on DraftWizards, FantasyPros.com, DraftWizard. Uh, the other team, yeah, it's not a good spot to be in. The other teams in the league here. I don't want no Chubb. Yeah. Uh, home for the Galladays. Not bad. Haskin for a friend. Ingram toenail. <laughs> the QT pies. Okay. Tua for the money. It hurts so good one. There's a double yeah, up about that good. one. I like when they put two two names in there. One very creative. Afternoon te time. Okay. Uh, number ten is keep calm and carry on. As in carry on Johnson. Carry I on Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Eleven is Bateman and Robin. Okay. And twelve <laughs> is the Gronquistadors. <laughs> okay, not bad. Some new ones in there. There are some new ones in there. Well, as we mentioned, we've got the five hole. The first uh, picks were. Uh, as you can imagine, um, I'm sure Cook and McCaffrey are gone. Yeah, it's always so. Our pick right now: Kamara and Henry go. Henry did not go. Okay, so we're sitting here, and we've got a pick here. 
Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones. I think you'd lean Jones this way in a similar decision last week, I want to say. Yeah. Not much has changed. I don't have a problem with it. I think he catches a lot more passes this year. Yeah, I think so, too. But Jamal Williams being out of there, I think Dylan's going to be a factor, don't get me wrong. But I just think the receiving aspect of Jones is pretty intriguing. You might look back three months from now and go, "How did? Why did we pass on Henry? How dumb was yeah. that?" But well, here's the here's how Henry fell to us. Here's so the guy at number four took Devonte Adams. Really? I sent you a draft last night that I did. Yeah, I, I feel bad. I didn't even look at it. I was where I took. Rec- I went receiver, receiver, receiver in the first three mm-hmm. rounds. So I ended up with Devonte Adams, uh, Justin Jefferson, and um, another stud apparently. Yeah, uh, Falcons. Um, Ridley? Ridley. Oh, wow. Which is... Yeah, I mean... You don't even have to draft any other receivers. No, right. I mean, those are all high, high-end receivers. <laughs> and then runs. I still ended up with Carson and Henderson as my running backs, and Lamar Jackson wow. as, my, as my quarterback. Wow. And I had Pitts as my tight end, and like... That's pretty good. Like I, That's yeah. a pretty formidable starting lineup. Not somebody I'd want to play against. No, right. Because those backs will get something. Yeah. You know, but your receivers will carry the day. Interesting. But Henry available here... Uh, Elliot, Aaron Jones. I'm fine going Jones again. I'm warming up to Elliot more and more. I'm kind of warming up to Elliot there as well. Yeah. I think he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. I think the year. offense is great. Yeah. I think he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm I'm believing the in shape thing, and you know, wasn't happy with how he was. Twenty six years old. He's, still he's not. Young. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Let's take I don't Elliot. Think we've here. Ever owned him. Let's take Elliot here. All right, so we got Elliott at five. The thing about Elliott is, even if Pollard's a better player, there's no way Jerry's playing up Pollard over Elliott. No. No way. No. Yeah, right, no. right, right. All right, we're back up again. The picks here, the top top suggestions. Jonathan Taylor. That ain't bad for that That's not bad at that right, spot. Right, right. I know his stock's dropped with the quarterback injuries and stuff, but so what? So what? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Nick Chubb. Wow. Chubb Aaron? versus Taylor is very similar That's to That's a tough... Which one, it comes comes down to which one do you think will catch more passes? Taylor. Yeah. But I think Chubb's a better player in a little bit better situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked either one's still there, to be honest with I you. I mean, you take you, it's, it's, you take the gift, right? You take Taylor there. I'm fine with it, absolutely. Yeah. All right, that's a nice start. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could happen. His stock is falling Ezekiel a little. Ezekiel and Jonathan Taylor to start your draft. Yeah, right, solid. right. Solid. They both should be first-round picks. Yeah. Okay, we're back up again here. Uh, the top suggestions, Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, hmm? Robert Woods, Amari Cooper. Cooper be last. Yeah. I think it'd be Lamb or McLaurin, although I've really gained respect for Woods and I've gotten him a lot lately. We already drafted Zeke. Do we want two shares of that Cowboys offense? I'd probably go McLaurin then. It's not a horrible if, thing. If you're going to have a shares of an offense, I think that one's right. a pretty good one to have shares of. As long as Dak's healthy, you'll be happy about it. Let's just take a look at the running backs here just okay. to make sure. Edwards Hilaire still available. Montgomery, Carson, J.K. Dobbins. Edward Solaire would be the best of the group. Is there a Waller or a Kittle? Uh, no. Hawkinson in the top ten. Yeah, end I available. can't do it then. Yeah. Third round, I would consider those yeah. only three players. I think you take McLaurin. I do too. Yeah. That's an easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacking Cowboys is fine, but it's not if that I'm going to stack somebody, I want to stack the quarterback with. Yeah, with a receiver. Yeah. All right, we're back up again. Uh, the top guys suggested Chris Godwin, Hawkinson. Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, hmm. top running back still available, Carson, Daryl Henderson, Miles hmm. Sanders, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs will be last of those guys. Yeah, for sure. So it comes for me it comes down to are Henderson or Carson 
better than Godwin. Goblin, Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, DJ Moore, or Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson's going to have a monster. Yeah. I've come around to your thinking on that. That I Hawkinson think he's catch so many balls. I think he's going to go. I think he player. catches ninety passes this year. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody else. No, they don't have anybody else. And either if they're close, they'll still go to him. If they're losing, they'll still go to him. I think he's a you know he's an early NFL draft pick. I think he's definitely a breakout guy. The tight end's still available, Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's interesting. I bet you have I mean, you get your choice of the three, but I bet you don't get one on the coming back. Yeah. This isn't the five and then short side. This is this is four and then we gotta come back a long way. A long way. Yeah. I think I'd take the tight ends. Like I respect Godwin, but I think AB's really good. I think Hawkinson is the number one receiver on his team. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's Whereas do the it. other guys aren't. Well, Andrews is, but they don't throw the ball. No, no. Let's take Hawkinson. Hawkinson in round four. No, I'm fine with that. That's where you have to take those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be there in round five. Well, Pitt, we were, we're in round five, and Pitts were still available. Really? That yeah, surprises me. That's if I'd have known that, I would have waited, but yeah. I'm, that blows me away. Guess who else is still available? Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Let's take him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We now we've got, we got three for backs. Back for a while. Yeah. I would think We're one little, of these guys should probably be a little soft at wide receiver, but oh yeah, I think we'll okay. Kenny Galladay, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't like I, that I, often. I don't know that I've ever owned Kenny Galladay. I don't know that I ever want to own Kenny Galladay. Left a bad taste in my mouth sitting out as much as he did last year, yeah. and I just think that he's kind of fair weather, and they're gonna have bad weather in New York. Tyler Boyd, I'd take Galladay over Boyd, Boyd though. Jerry Judy, I'd take Judy over both. Cortland Sutton. I'd take Judy over all those guys. Is there a quarterback that blows you away? Well, that's what we want to look at here. How about Dak Prescott? That's not bad. Who's next on the quarterback list? Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Wilson's my next favorite, but I think Dak's the last of the tier one guys. I think he throws for 6,000 yards. I think he tears him up. Yeah. I think I'd take Dak. He's the pick. I think there's a good chance Judy's still there. Yeah. This is the long wait, right? Let's see here. Now, it's a short one. Okay. Oh, no, it got picked over. So, the top receivers, rec- get the, hit. The top receivers available, Debo Samuel, Will Fuller, Devontae Smith, Antonio Brown. Ooh, that's our wide receiver, too. That's our wide receiver, too. We have to take one, even though that's yeah. not valued to me. I, I don't, I don't love Debo here. No. Because I would lean – we've never taken Will Fuller, but – I think he's good. He's, he's also suspended. He's also suspended. So you know yeah. going into it that he's going to – I don't – He misses a ton of time. And I don't trust him to stay healthy. That's our, This is our number two. We need a safe pick here at number two. I don't two. know if there is one. A.B. isn't. And he's somebody we both love. But Jarvis Landry, LaVishka Chenault. Jarvis is too safe. Curtis Samuel. Corey Davis. Corey – here's a – I heard this the other day. Corey Davis was on the field for 10 snaps with – In the preseason. In the preseason. He was targeted four times in ten snaps. Yeah, I mean, he's their number one. Yeah, I think you take him here. No, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's gave him a lot of money, and he's he's not a bad player. No, he's not a bad player. They didn't pay him to not use him. No, no, they'll be losing a lot too. I don't love it, but it's you know okay. We're back up again. Antonio Brown still available. I feel much yeah. safer about taking Brown as my number three. Yeah, I wouldn't mind grabbing another another receiver in the next pick. Oh yeah, I mean if this it's, is the route that you go, here's what happens if you go dangerous. if you go. Three running backs early, you got to load up on, on mid round. You got to hope you start runs or, you know, and, and ride receivers fall, which they did not. LaVishka Chenault, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup. Hmm. Gallup is interesting here because we have Dak. Yeah. 
Gallup's good. So those days that we have to play him, we double down on our scores. With he's gonna play a ton. Yeah, I think you take Gallup. I'm here. fine with that. I like Lavisco a lot too, but I would take Gallup. Yeah, we're cruising along here. Yeah, we're up against it too. We are up against it here. Um, the top suggested player, James Conner, Tony Pollard. Do we take Tony Pollard here because we've got yeah. Zeke? That's I think he's usable in yeah. a pinch with Zeke on a bye week too. And then I'd probably be done at running back, unfortunately. We'd be done with Cowboys, too. <laughs> yeah, we're probably cowboyed out. We have four of them now, right? Uh, let's take a tight backup tight end here. Dallas Goddard still available. Oh, yeah. Let's he shouldn't that. be there still. Yeah, take that in a heartbeat. I would take some home run flyers at receiver, a Waddle or, you know. Someone of that nature. The top suggested player for us, Sterling Shepard, Aguilar, Latavius Murray, Joe Burrow. No, no, no. No. Uh, but Jalen Rager, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman. Bateman? I, he's not gonna start a season. Yeah, let's take a we'll take yeah, a chance. Yeah, he can hang out for yeah. a while. And uh, we got a couple picks left here. But I think he'll be their best receiver. And that injury hurts the Ravens a lot. We need a backup quarterback. We'll take uh, Burrow still there. Or? Yeah, we'll just take him. Burrow's fine for a backup quarterback. Yeah. Moving on to round fourteen here, real quick. We're gonna take a defense and a kicker. And that should do it. Our top defense available. Ugh. We're going to take the Patriots. I'm fine with it. Yep. I knew you would be. You yeah. Love, you love the Patriots, and then we will take our kicker, and that will do it for the draft. And our kicker is. And we I got it in care. under the buzzer. Jason Sanders, boom, done, finished. That's it. Our and receivers stink. Our receivers are not great. We got a C. We got a 75 out of 100. But that's going to do it for today's show. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. He is Matt Williamson. We want to thank uh, Matt for. Holding tight here. You can, can stay right here and hear, listen to uh, to Matt you. and Wolf. Uh, we want to thank Brian LaMartina for uh, also keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.